Welcome back to another episode of Who Dropped the Ball. I'm Nady Bisha, and today we're going to be going over all of the players who I feel were snubbed and were not chosen to be All-Stars in the 2023 All-Star Game in Utah. Like last time, my anonymous partner will not be joining us today, but I hope that we will be reunited soon. How this is going to work is I'm going to list off all the players who have been chosen to be starters from each conference, one conference at a time, and then... When I finish listing off the first players from the first conference, I'm going to talk about the snubs, and then we'll move on to the second conference. So, to start, we're going to start off with the Western Conference. So, the players from the Western Conference who have been chosen are, as captain, we have LeBron James from the Lakers. That is probably expected because of who he is. Uh, next, we have Nikola Jokic from the Nuggets, Zion from the Pelicans, and then in the backcourt, we have Steph from the Warriors, and Luka Doncic from the Mavericks. I think that that one is a very, very big conference. Like, they have really good players. Even though the Eastern Conference is a lot more loaded this year, the Western Conference, the top players are in that conference, Conference, except for me, to be honest. So, the first stump that I found is DeMontis Sabonis. While he isn't necessarily the best player on the Kings, De'Aaron Fox is, be- is the best. He is the best person in the front court, and there aren't that many people in the West who are better than he is. So even though he's not the best on that team, and De'Aaron Fox will not be on this list, I still think that Devonta Sabonis was snubbed. He's averaging 18 points per game on 60% shooting, uh, 37 from 3, which for a big man is pretty good, 12 rebounds and 7 assists, which is almost a triple-double. I find that really cool, especially since he's not even the primarily ball, primary ball handler on that team. And yeah. Moving on, we have Lowry Markkinen of the Jazz. Lowry, this year, has decided to pop off. He is averaging 24.8 points, 51.9% shooting from the field, 43 from the three, eight rebounds, and one assist. While the one assist isn't great, the almost nine rebounds and almost 25 points is phenomenal. His efficiency is really good. His team isn't as good as they were at the beginning, but all-Star is not about the team, it's about how you play. The Jazz are sad, but Larry Markkinen, I think he's playing really well, and he for sure was snubbed. Next, we have Tyrese Halliburton, who is not doing so well in the efficiency. For a point guard, his three-point percentage is uh, 39.9, which is like higher than average, but it's not great for a point guard, especially one who has the ball so much. But for a while, he was averaging the most assists, and the least turnovers per possession. That is really amazing, and the fact that he didn't get it this year, in my eyes, is just motivation for him to get it next year. The next player we have on this list is someone who actually was a starter last year, someone who plays really well, and someone who's amazing to watch, and I'm surprised that more fans didn't vote for him, even though Steph and Luka are two of the best players in the league. This player is John Morant. 27 points per game and 46.5% from the field. He is amazing. The way he plays, so entertaining to see. 8.1 assists, he helps his teammates, that's great, everyone looks for that. The thing is, he doesn't average that great of a percentage from the three, but 32.2%. However, he's never really been a shooter, he's more of a finisher at the rim, kind of like a young Derrick Rose. Only I hope his fate isn't as painful as Derrick Rose's was. So, John Morant also not making the starters list is pretty sad. The next player that we have here is a man on the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
Man has been averaging 30.9 points per game. His field goal percentage is 51.3. Three-point percentage, 36.6. Rebounds, 4.8. Assists, 5.6. Steals, 1.7. And blocks, 1.1. Those numbers are pretty great. This man, Shea Gilders Alexander. He is in a pretty bad position, in my eyes. Him playing on the Oklahoma City Thunder is not going to help him. They aren't doing well. They're too good to tank for Wemby, Victor Wembanyama. And they are too bad to actually have an impact in the league. So he should leave. But the way he's been playing is amazing. Really, really, really weird he didn't make it. He's been leading the league in scoring for a while. He isn't anymore. But I'm just surprised he didn't make it. With talent like Steph Curry and Luka Doncic, though, it's hard to see how anyone else could make it. Now we're on to the Eastern Conference. The captain for the Eastern Conference is an NBA champion, NBA Finals MVP, NBA Defensive Player of the Year, NBA Regular Season MVP, NBA All-Star Game MVP. This man is the Greek Freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. His front court consists of Kevin Durant from the Brooklyn Nets, Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics, and his backcourt is Kyrie Irving from the Brooklyn Nets, and the first-time ever M- NBA starter, Donovan Mitchell for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Donovan Mitchell has been crazy. That 71-point game is amazing. This is his first time starting for the All-Star game, and I really hope he does well. The first snub for the Eastern Conference is Trey Young. Trey Young has been averaging 27.1 points, 42.6% from the field, 31.8% from three, 2.9 rebounds, 9.9 assists. That is crazy. The shooting isn't that great. For someone who has the ball a lot, like I said before, people who have the ball a lot should have a much higher percentage. They would start winning more games. His rebounding is three rebounds per game and fine because he's like six foot one or six feet. And almost 10 assists per game is really good. So it sucks that he wasn't chosen, but I get why. The next player on this list is the Toronto Raptors forward, Pascal Siakam. Siakam's been playing really well. He has been out for a few games this season, but he came back really strong. 25.1 points per game, 47.1% from the field, great numbers. 31.4% from three isn't so good, but understandably he is a forward who doesn't shoot the three so much. 8.2 rebounds per game, 6.5 assists per game, both of those are really good. And again, like Trae Young, I understand why he wasn't chosen, because the other players on this list were much better this season than he is. But it still sucks, and I hope to see him as a starter next year. The next player is my all-time favorite player, Jimmy Butler III. Jimmy Butler is averaging 21.8 points on 51.9% from the field, 30.3% from the three, 6.1 rebounds, 5 assists, 2.1 steals, and 0.3 blocks. Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard are two of the only players in NBA history to average more steals than fouls per game, and that's really good. Kawhi Leonard, you will notice, isn't actually on this list because I'm not so shocked that he's not here. Same thing with Paul George. They have been playing really well, but they had slow starts to the season, and also they missed a lot of time. So normally I would have put them, but I don't actually think that they deserve to spot on the All-Star starters list. Jimmy Butler is my favorite player, like I said, on my favorite team, Miami Heat. He is shooting really well, except for from three, but he's also leading his team well with good amount of assists, good amount of rebounds. And really great steals. Sucks that he's not an all-star. He was a starter last year. I voted for him every single time this year and last year. Didn't happen. Really sucks. But I understand why he wasn't. There are players who are better. Like my next player. And this next player is the Celtics guard, Jalen Brown. 
Jalen Brown's been putting up 26.8 points per game on 48.9% from the field and 33.1% from three, 7.1 rebounds and 3.2 assists. Those numbers sound like a superstar numbers, the best player on the team, but he's not even the best player on the team, which I find is so crazy because if he was on any other team and leading them to win, he'd probably be getting a lot of MVP votes. With those numbers, it's almost impossible to believe that Jalen Brown isn't an all-star starter. However, Donovan Mitchell is playing better. Kyrie Irving is playing really well also. So I understand it. Again, Jalen Brown was snubbed here for sure. There's no way in my mind that he should have been taken after Kyrie Irving. In my eyes, it should be Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brown. But I guess they need a point guard. I mean, I know that's not how it works, but that's the only way I can rationalize it. And there's an even crazier snub. The craziest snub that I have ever seen in my entire life. This man, the center for the Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid. He is second behind Nikola Jokic in the MVP race, ahead of Tatum, Durant, and Giannis. He is averaging the most points in the game, and I think the only reason why he wasn't chosen is because the others have had more success. Kevin Durant has two rings and an MVP. Giannis has one ring and two MVPs, and Jason Tatum just came out of the finals last year and has the number one team in the league right now. If Joel Embiid had any of those things, he would easily be a starter. But he is not a starter because the others have more fame in the media. And this is the only one that I don't get. Personally, I would have either taken out Tatum or Durant, switched him with Joel, probably Durant because of how Tatum is playing, and Giannis for sure I wouldn't take out. This one is just unbelievable to me. I, I There's no reason why that Embiid isn't a starter except for the fame and lack of attention from the media. So, moral of the story, get Embiid some more attention from the media. And I think that about does it. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a good day and see you in the next episode.